The following podcast is presented by Together Washington. Together Washington, we are seeking to build bridges across divides and tell the inspiring stories of those building the common good. If you'd like to support or get involved with Together Washington, go to togetherwashington.com. We're going to have a great show today. I cannot wait to have my guest on, my good friend, John Mosley, who is a college basketball coach at East Los Angeles College there in uh, East L.A., and John is one of the best guys I know. I've known him uh, since college. We went to college together. We played basketball together. He is uh, just one of the, a first-class guy and um, just man of, of character and principle, and um he is the star of the new Netflix series, Last Chance You. It's debuting next month. If you have Netflix, this is one of the most popular uh, series on Netflix. And it's one, uh, this, this show has won a, a few Emmys. And it's typically been a football series. If you, <clears throat> I'm sure some of you have watched it. It's been a, typically they've done football and they follow a football team. Uh, typically a junior college football team and a lot of guys who are getting second chances, seeing if they can get D1, seeing if they can make the NFL. And now they're doing their first basketball series and they're, they get a chance to see if they can, you know, go D1 or make the NBA. And I am, man, I'm so excited about this. The trailer just dropped yesterday and I'm going to play the trailer for you. And uh, the voice in the trailer is uh, going to be our guest on the show today, Coach John Mosley. So here's the trailer for Netflix's new series, Last Chance You. Basketball builds character. Not necessarily. Basketball reveals. It's not just X's and O's, man. That's the easy part. hard as hell here yeah there it is hey john mosley welcome to live from seattle tim what's up man how you doing man i i i got a question for you first man you still you still got that jumper (laughs) man my my jumper's stale right now man my jumper is stale man i got bad i'm getting old man i got bad shoulders now although yeah, I'll bet you I can. It's that I, I had practice last night with my daughter's team, and I was t- we we spent a lot of time on shooting. It's like it's all muscle memory, yeah. man. You got it. It's yeah. muscle memory. You keep getting those reps in, you're going to be doing all right, man. Welcome yeah. to the Thank show, John. Guys. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Uh, haven't been up there in a while, but uh, you know, just looking forward to chatting with you and the people up in Seattle. Yeah, we got the state of Washington listening in today, and uh, you know the, this is exciting to have a you know a star from Los Angeles to be with us. You know, we feel like uh, Hollywood royalty, right? <laughs> no star here, man. I'm straight from the hood, man. Ain't no stars going off here. Uh, my, my, hey, my wife will make sure she keep me in check on that. <laughs> That's right. So I was telling you know I was telling our listeners here, John, that you know next month you got Last Chance You debuting, and you know, you've been a you know you've been a college basketball coach, you know since for a long time now. I mean, you, we played college together down in California at the Masters, and then you've been yeah. coaching. We graduated '96 together, me and you. '96, yeah. 
And then, yep. and then you've been coaching ever since. You know, you're at Cal State Bakersfield. Um, you've been, yeah. and now you've been at East LA. How many years you've been at East LA? So it's going on my ninth year right now. I'm in my ninth year uh, at East LA. Uh, but yeah, Masters uh, where we went to college, and then Cal State Bakersfield, and now East LA. Now tell us how did this how did this last chance you documentary come came about for you guys because that's I mean that is, this is a this is big time right this is an Emmy winning one of the most popular series most viewed series on Netflix and uh, you're yeah. now right in the middle of it how how'd that come about Well you know they keep all the secrets from me man uh, I think when it comes out I think I'll find out all the details and the secrets a little bit more but. Uh, ultimately I, I just got a, a cold call, man. And, uh, I, I was interested and I originally wasn't excited about it and didn't think it was something I, you know, I wanted, uh, individuals following me around and, and, you know, kind of taking a look at what's going on in my life and in my program, but I talked to a few friends and they thought it'd be a great idea and we decided to do it. So are you, so you haven't, obviously you haven't seen it yet, but as you think about it now, are you glad you did it? Yeah, I'm glad we did it. We got a chance to take a look at some of the things and, you know, kind of tell our story, uh, you know, at the community college level. You know, I'm right in the uh, 10 minutes from downtown L.A., um, and the kids that I have on my team or, you know, we have kids from all over. But a lot of inner-city kids is, are the kids that I, uh, that I attract, and uh, that I even like to, to really engage with are the kids from the inner city and, uh, they attract to me and I attract to them. And so uh, we were able to tell some stories, man. And uh, there's a handful of stories that you'll be able to see and just kind of have compassion. You know, a lot of times we look at kids and we see some of the things they do, but we really don't know what's going on in their lives and the reason why they respond a certain way. Uh, we, we talk a lot, you know, and as young men, primarily African-American young men that I deal with, you know, I'm, I'm trying to teach them, hey, look, this is – yeah, you may not have a mother or a dad, or you may not have a stable home, but you still got to learn how to respond the right way. And and so I, I love mentoring, love teaching, and having kids like that. Uh, more, you know, not that I don't, you know, mentor everybody else, but those guys, man, I just have a heart for those guys who, who, who come from a place that don't have much. And um, so it's a lot of stories being told, and then to kind of mold them, break them down, mold them. Uh, help them go through these crises. There's, there's young men that have crisis in the middle of the year, and just to help them go through all that and then see them have success and, and, and move on is, is what I'm passionate about. And some, so some of those stories are being told. I mean, I've seen you do this for a number of years. I mean, you, you've mentored young men for a lot of years now, and, I mean, you've come alongside um, guys in, you know, tough spots. And, I mean, that, that's just mm-hmm. I mean, inspirational in, in how you do that. And, you know, you're, I, I remember, you know, when, you know, when we were going to college and, and some of the, you know, the best times that I can remember and, and mm-hmm. thinking about going to your home, you know, your, yeah. your mom and dad, and, you know, you grew up, you know, tell, tell the listeners, you know, you grew up in Inglewood, you went to Washington high school yeah. and, yeah. and I mean, you yeah, had, you had an experience that a lot yeah. of us ne- yeah. never had. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Well, actually grew up in actually in South Central right next to Washington Prep High School. So I had that experience. I'm I'm very fortunate to kind of get out, but actually had that experience to 
uh, you know, where I'm going down the street, I've seen drive-bys, and it was almost normal, you know, that I, I would see a drive-by and would say, oh, look, there's a drive-by, and literally 100 yards away, I'd see somebody driving who just passed by and, and fired bullets, and it was no big deal because it was something that I was used to seeing. Now, you know, I don't want to embellish anything, but it, that's kind of subsided a little bit. Uh, but when I was growing up in the, the late 70s, early 80s, those were some of the things that were, were heavy. Uh, and, and so just seen a lot, man, and, and was, you know, really fortunate to get out. And I see myself in a lot of these young men. So they, they're frustrated because they want to get out of their situation. They uh, have a little, so a small desire. So my goal is to try to take that small desire and, just dangle a carrot and kind of lead them out of the, the, the swamp, you know, with this carrot and say, come on, let's get out of here. Mm. And uh, let's, let's kind of, you know, get you out of here instead of sitting in the swamp because you see, well, there's still fish over here that I can eat from or an alligator. Well, let's get out of the swamp and let's go somewhere better. So that's kind of what we've been doing and, and kind of helping guys, you know, just respond to life's adversity, man. And that's why I love coaching. And, you know, I never did this for a, a you know, some television show or anything, man. It was just behind closed doors, passionately loving on these these young men, man, trying to help them get to where they need to be. You know, we're and, on with, uh, for some reason they found me and it just came about. You know, we're on with John Mosley. He's a coach of East LA College and the, the featured coach on the upcoming Netflix series Last Chance You, which uh, comes out next month in March. Is this your first interview that you've done with anybody? Tim, you called me and I said you my you my guy. So regardless of what they say, you, you we've been we've been homies for for life. So uh, so yeah, you got the first interview. I'm excited for you. Anytime you need me on, you know when the, when the show hits, I don't know you might not be able to get me. So this is perfect timing. <laughs> You'll be big time. I remember you know you you had this knack for impersonations that I mean ha, I mean um I can remember and that was a long time ago. 25 years ago and i can remember to this day some of the impersonations you would do i mean just have me rolling you know the i mean of course up here in seattle you know i don't know if you can do any good sonic impersonations you know sonics but i mean you had some laker impersonations that were just unbelievable you know magic and uh, michael yeah, and gonna come out yeah we're gonna come out and play ball i'm just excited you know you know, the Lakers, their showtime is just exciting, you know? Yeah, so anyway, I was back. it got me into some trouble, too, you know, messing around uh, with with coach and impersonating coach. I, I think that put me on the bench, you yeah. know, a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one of the things when we were talking earlier that, that you said that, w- that was pretty interesting, when you're, you're really debating whether or not you should do Last Chance You, mm-hmm. I mean, that was a, yeah. that was a big – decision right do i do this or not as you said i mean yeah. you're you're in this to mentor kids you're not you know you're not coaching to be on a netflix series right and yeah, yeah. and one of the things that you you mentioned to me that kind of really i don't know if it kind of tipped you over or, or just was a huge part of talking to your pastor um yeah i mean what was that like absolutely well just to let you know I just sent out my first tweet yesterday. I can't stand really social media. I just started an Instagram. I had my daughter. She had to help me with Instagram yesterday. <laughs> I said, I, I, I guess I better do this. So, you know, I, I've gone to a place uh, 
where, you know, like you said, in, in, in doing impressions and all that, and I was a class clown, to understanding what God called me to do. And, and part of that is to be, to have some humility, you know. So I've, I've, I've kind of shunned away from the spotlight and social media and different things like that and just gone, you know, full head of steam into, into just kind of ministering and just enjoying that world and then seeing the fruits of that through other people shining, you know. Uh, but, yeah, in, in debating it, uh, you know, I had several friends, oh, man, I don't think that's something you should do. It's going to be exposed some of the things that you've done and exposed anything about you. And you don't want people following you around. And, you know, you can get fired for this or that. And then, but then when you talk to those who, uh, you know, my, my pastor and a couple friends who, who we, we share our faith with, um, and he mentioned, he said, you know what, that, that uh, we're all predestined, you know, as believers. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. But it's important that we put this message. He said that I have a message to share. And uh, I think I was able to share a few things. Now, I don't know what the edit looks like, and, but I think there's a message to share in terms of sharing the gospel to some of the young men and, and planting some of those seeds. Um, that was some of the things that, that I was, that was uncompromising. I was going to make sure it happened. And, you know, and, and so whether it shows up on, on the, uh, on the show or not, I don't know. I haven't seen the cut, the edits or anything, but, uh, but I know that was important to me. And he told me, he said, no, you don't have anything to work worried about because you're predestined. God already predestined this for you and that there's a plan and we need people like you to do this. And so, um, uh, right there, it just clicked and said, I need to do it. So. Uh, that was something that that I just decided to do. But uh, before, I was like, man, I don't want all this around me. You know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a movie star and all that, and then it, it flipped. I understood I needed to be humble before the Lord, and then I said, so I don't want any part of it. But he, you know, coming from my pastor, I thought the same thing. He would say, oh, no, we, you know, we don't want, you know, you don't want to be a, you know, the Hollywood lifestyle and just all that. And he said, no, you need to share what your life is about because it's you know it's you show that you're not a hypocrite in how you live so mm. wow. um yeah and so uh I, hopefully i displayed that and the people were wondering were like man you don't curse you don't you know hey we're, you know we're, we're about ministering to these young men and trying to lead them so i can't lead them if i can't show them so yeah yeah well i mean you you did star in the movie naked gun three right wasn't that the one <laughs> 33 and a third, man. That was a long time. Man, that was that was before I went to Masters. I was like in the summertime. I did some, uh, what was that, uh, what do you call it? That Extras. The, work week, the back, uh, extra work. Yeah, yeah man. I was, in that, I, hey, I was in there good, and I was sharing with everybody, like, hey, look at me. Uh, I was, yeah, that was hilarious, man. Oh, my That's goodness. Funny. When That's I was, I, I mean, I took your cue because when I was down there, you know, I'm from up here, but then I went down there for college and then seminary. And then during seminary I, for a couple of years, I've made some extra money. I was in, I mm-hmm. was, a uh, I was in the movie, um, Jawbreaker. Have you ever seen That's that movie? Right. Jawbreaker? I yeah. I remember I, you, you jumping into that. Yeah. I made my movie debut and, um, <laughs> I had some big scenes in that. Actually, I think Jawbreaker got like the the worst ratings on Rotten Tomatoes like ever or something. I mean, it was like, man, the one movie I have to be in. (laughs) (laughs) 
We've got John Mosley, Coach John Mosley with us from East L.A. College. He is the featured coach in the upcoming series on Netflix, Last Chance You. You may have seen this. This has been one of the most popular series they've had. It's been a primarily a football docuseries, and now they're transitioning to do basketball. And so starting on March 10th, over the course of eight episodes, the show will follow East L.A. Huskies in their high-stakes chase to an unprecedented California State Basketball Championship led by head coach John Mosley, my good friend. The ELAC team consists of former D1 recruits and powerhouse athletes hustling to showcase their college potential, but the players are tested as they battle adversity, inner demons, and emotions on and off the court. I just read that off of the <laughs> website, John. Um, <laughs> oh man! So, John, this is are are you kind of getting ready for this to come out? Are you a little nervous? Are you like, oh my goodness, like um, what is this? What's happening? I'm a little nervous. Yeah, well, not really. I, there's nothing over the top. I mean, I saw some of the other shows, and I I think we're you know the characters are totally different myself from the other coaches, so. Uh, you know, I'm excited for the players. I'm excited for our program. Hopefully, you know, people get to see what needs to be seen, that that our kids do matter. Like, you know, we have our kids at the community college right now here in L.A., and it's just we still can't function. We can't get in the gym. And I'm dealing with inner-city kids, and the last thing they need to be is out on the streets, and, and that's where they are right now. Hmm. Is they're, they're, you know, they're out in the streets because we can't, we can't get them in the gym. And, you know, the whole thing goes on, Black Lives Matter and all that. What can we do for these kids? Well, you know what? Open the gym. You know, open the facility. Um, let's figure out a way where, you know, I want to be safe, and we understand you can't open everything, but let's take those resources and help these kids get, get back in the classroom. Let's help these kids get back in the gym and, and to be able to function. I mean, we're talking about young men who are right on the fence of being – you know, falling off the wagon or, you know, or whatever. And, and we just need to not let another, you know, they already dealt with issues when they were younger. They dealt with abuse. They dealt with uh, abandonment. They dealt with all these different things. And now, you know, it feels like our, our cities and our state is abandoning, abandoning them right now. You know, so uh, it's a little disappointing. I know there's some health stuff, but uh, it, they feel abandoned. And so when I talk to them and their voices, man, I just, I just feel for them. It, it's just really... I want to cry for them because the only hope they have is me saying, Hey fellas, hang in there, you know, and that's over zoom. And some of these uh, young men or young men that I haven't even spent time with, you know, kind of physically, they're all the, you know, their only, you know, time spending with me is over the phone and zoom. And I recruited them, recruited them over zoom. So, wow. So your gym uh, is not even open right now, man, they have a shutdown. I'm right in the heart of LA, man. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's crazy. And I'm looking at, yeah, yeah, it's tough. In the inner city, you know, we, where we really need the gyms open. So you're talking about helping, hey, all this talk about helping kids and doing the right thing for kids. And the, the one thing that's going to really be a positive influence, get them off the streets, and then they close, they just won't open the gym. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. That's what we're dealing with, you know, and I, I don't, I don't really have the patience to look at the tears and all that, you know, I, whatever is going on to keep us in or out, you know, I could care less. All I know is we're just not in there. 
and that's what they need. And I've been passionately doing that for 20 years. Uh, and, and so this is all new to me to not be able to, to give them a space, you know, uh, uh, I love to look at, see a young man just act out and have issues and have problems. And to me, it's a, it's kind of a passion of mine to kind of reel them in and, and show them how to be successful on the court. And then that'll transition and, and, and translate to how to be successful in life. And I can't even do that right now. Hmm. You know? Is there talk yeah. of, of having this season like in a couple months or is the, is it completely off the table right now? Uh, yeah, well, it was pushed back. So there's still hope. You know, there's still hope, but that's all we got right now is hope. We don't really have too many answers, so uh, we just have hope. And uh, there's some that's, that's that's trying to get us back on campus and progressively trying to get us back on campus. So, uh, you know, we just uh, we're you know we're excited to at least have a nice group of guys, got a good team, and you know it looks like we'll we'll be getting back. And you know we we're told we're going to get back and be able to be active and and be able to, you know, try to work out and, and, and play and practice with our teams and get back with our teams. But it just hasn't happened yet. So um, it just hasn't happened yet. We're talking to Coach John Mosley. He's the, the coach of the upcoming Netflix series, Last Chance U. He coaches at East L.A. Junior College. And uh, I am I am just absolutely excited. In fact, I, John, I was – I uh, on Facebook today, I was uh, – Going back and forth with Jocelyn, remember Jocelyn, who's <laughs> who used to, who lives up, who lives up here. Do give me your Jocelyn impersonation. Boy, you know I get the rebound, boy. That's all. You just get out, boy, and I pass you the rebound. <laughs> and you you make sure you play some defense, boy. I don't play that, boy. None of that stuff here. <laughs> Joshua in the Bahamas, man. He was my roommate when one year my. My senior year, he was my uh, a red shirt roommate, man. Oh my goodness, from the Bahamas. Yes, yes. So he's Talk up here you. now. He he lives up here. I I think he's like in Squim. He told me or something like that over on the peninsula. And yeah, just reached out to me. So I, his daughter. Yeah, I said, man, let's do let's get all the old hoopers together that are up in the Northwest and we'll do like a watch party on, on your premiere. We'll all get together and we'll, we'll, uh, and we'll, we'll do a watch great. party for your big, uh, your big premiere on March 10th. Let's go. Let's go. It's a bunch of guys up there that was down here. Huh? I know there are a bunch of guys, yeah. bunch of guys. Make it happen. So John, yeah. what did, what did your wife say when you, when you brought this opportunity to your wife and you said, Hey, I don't know. What, what do you call your wife by the? Do you have like a pet name? Well, like, Shana, hey, baby. Yeah. Do you say, hey, baby? Yeah. Hey, honey. Got, What's yeah. your thing? I call her, yeah, that's my goody, man. Well, is my goody. Goody? That's what you call her? <laughs> yeah. By the way, yeah, I, yeah. I, I love your, the best wedding I ever went to, including my own. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. My, the best <laughs> <laughs> is your wedding. Oh, my goodness. That was the best one I've ever been to. That was just, a, Dude, we I loved here. it. I loved it. We were side, we were sidestepping, man. It was I, nice. It you, was, yeah. Like the strolling down the, what do you call that when you stroll down the aisle? Yeah, we were strolling down the hall. We was, yeah, we were sidestepping, man. We were two-stepping and, uh, yeah, it was great, man. That was good times. It was so sincere, you know, it was, it was kind of small, wasn't too elaborate, but it was sincere and, you know, to this day, we still, you know, share that sincerity, and it, you know, it was about us, man. And 
Um, too many, too many marriages are struggling, but but ours is is doing great right now. That's great. But, so what did she say? Uh, what did yeah. she say when you when you brought this? You're like, hey, I'm I'm gonna. They, uh, Netflix wants me to be the you know the coach on on this show. What what did she say? Oh, she said, boy, I ain't doing all that. We ain't bringing no cameras or nothing around here. And to be honest, she didn't think she didn't know it was it was that uh, intrusive in terms of you know cameras where they're at and where they're located and following everything about our lives. She didn't know that. But once we got into it, it was no turning back. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, they're coming, and she's like, "What do you know? Heck, no, they're not. Get the cameras off me, you know." She's all like that, and uh, I was just like, well, "No, this." So I had to sell it. I said, "Hey, sweetheart, this is a ministry goodie. You know, we got to share, you know, our lives and let them know how this is how a, you know, a Christian family coach lives, and that our relationship is real, you know." And so I had to sell her on that part. You know? Yeah, like, hey, this is a ministry. Otherwise, she wasn't having it. So they came into your house, right? The, I mean, you're, the 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 crews, the camera crews, they were inside yeah, your house. They, yeah, well, you know, they they followed a lot, man. They followed a, a lot, whether they use that or or not in the in the film. I have no idea, but you know, I mean, you know, sometimes we say yes, sometimes we say no to certain things, and they were respectful and they were like, we get it, you know, we just you know getting as much content to follow, and so we can tell a story, and uh, so yeah, we allowed. You know, it was allowed to to be certain places where we were to, to share our story, at least about us, at least from a junior college coach in L.A.'s perspective. You know, uh, we were able to sell it or, or, or actually share it. So yeah. and they they would they would follow. So but, it, you know, and over and over again, hey, no, nah, uh, we're not doing that. And I'm hey, it's a ministry. We got to finish telling our story or yeah. sharing the gospel through the screen, you know, so. How about your kids? Uh, she was good. She was good for Oh, the kids were excited. Did the kids like uh, it? Oh, yeah, they loved it. They were a little, you know, a little like, eh, what do I do? Like, how does this work? You know? Um, but, you know, in all, it, it kind of gets a little normal after the first time, and it's a little normal, and the kids are normal. And, um, you know, it was great, man. I think I think uh, it'll show well. It is, you know, it's just not – we don't have uh, – families together as much as we used to and you know you show us as a family together man and both of us have careers and our kids are active and um i think that shows and i think that's something healthy that we need to see um especially in our country now nowadays we need to see healthy families um because i I think that's the core that's the the root of where everything stems from from top to bottom forget you know, uh, where we are politically, but I think it starts, the core of it starts with our family, and if we can build those family values, man, then our kids will grow up and be leaders. And, you know, it sounds all corny, or, you know, I believe the children are the future, but (laughs) they are. You know, but what are we sharing with our children, man? What are the, you know, what what is our children learning right now? And, unfortunately, they're learning some things that, So we were able to show that and uh, or show at least what we believe. You yeah. know, I'm sure everyone doesn't believe what I believe, but share what we believe and how we feel families should be. And so we were able to show that, and hopefully that encourages someone. Well, man, I'm sure people even listening right now are like, man, I'm, they're starting to put March 10th on their, on their calendar and say, man, I cannot wait to watch 
uh, Last Chance You on Netflix on <laughs> March dope. 10th, man. We've got on Coach John Mosley. Coach John is the featured coach in Netflix's upcoming docuseries, Last Chance You. This series has been one of the most popular series on Netflix. It's really been a football series, and now they're transitioning to basketball. And they're going to East L.A. Junior College, and they followed around East L.A. Coach John Mosley last year as they are on their way to the championship of the California Junior College. And the thing that is, if you've been listening, you see, you're hearing John's heart, you're seeing the, the heart that John has for mentorship and coming alongside young men. And I, I cannot wait for this to come out because I think the nation is going to see what kind of a guy uh, John Mosley is and his heart for kids. And John, thanks again for being part of Live from Seattle today. Yeah. You there? Wake up, man! Wake up! Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm having a great, uh, having a great time. I'm, I'm taking my girls. They're doing workouts. You know, I'm staying active, man. I know some people are shutting down, but I'm, I'm trying to find a corner of grass to work my daughters out and take my son to shoot hoops and do all that. But you know, as a matter of fact, my son's up there in Seattle, so he's probably listening. Hey, hey, if he's listening, what's up? What's up? Hey, is he is he with Coach John Shaw right now? Yeah, he's with Coach John Shaw. Coach John Shaw, one of the coaching legends of Washington State, (laughs) Coach John Shaw. Hey, Coach John, what did your kids, what did they say when when you told them that, hey, you know what, we're doing this? I mean, what was the reaction? I'm I'm sure it was probably mixed. Maybe some were excited, maybe some weren't. But what, what were you hearing from your players when you told them, that for the whole season, a camera crew is going to be following them around, and they're going to be on one of the most popular Netflix series out there. Yeah, well, you know what? That that uh, the last chance you was a culture, and our kids were already watching and following that stuff, man. So they even more so than I was. I had kind of a, a little bit of vague view of last chance you uh, because I knew it was a football initially football series. But all of my players, I think I mentioned it to one when we were thinking about it. And they, oh, coach, you got to do it, bro. Please, coach, do it, do it. So everybody jumped on it. And I don't think we shared it until we officially, you know, we didn't, we didn't want, you know, young men coming to our campus. Just we wanted them there for the right reasons. And so I don't think they even knew a lot of kids even, or a lot of the players even knew until they decided to start the filming. So, uh, we kind of kept it under wraps. We told a few guys and said, hey, let's just kind of keep it under wraps because, hey, ideally it, it, it may not happen, you know. Um, but it did. And when they showed up, the guys did well. They did it. You know, they were absolutely excited about it. Uh, so that's the actual age because the, the docu, docu-series is about junior college kids. And so they were eager uh, and excited about it to be a part of that. And all of them had already seen the show before. So, I was like, "Oh, you guys know what it is," and they're like, "Oh yeah, coach." I was like, "Coach, you need to get on. You need to get on Twitter or something, coach." And I'm like, <laughs> well, there's a there's a lot of uh, great success stories that have come out of the football series, right? Of of in fact, even in the Super Bowl, right? Um, there yeah. was uh, was it who was it? James I Franklin. Think, I think 
Yeah, Franklin, John Franklin. John Franklin? Yeah, he actually, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was a Super Bowl champ, and, uh, you know, you know, even more than that, I'm pretty sure they have, uh, you know, they have, you know, young men that go on to do some other things, you know. Uh, and then there's some stories where some young men, they, they still haven't, you know, made it yet or crossed over or, or kind of figured it out, and, um, that in itself is still a story, and, and it's not to just hey throw these kids to the wayside. But man, hey, let's let's figure out. You know, uh, I love the saying: "Rules without relationships equal rebellion." Let's find out what's really going on, so that we can help them. You know, and not just cast them away because uh, a kid rolls his eyes at you. You know, I love that. But most guys they they write a kid off because he rolls his eyes at you, like ah. Uh, or he pouts or frowns. Well, there's a reason why they're frowning, they're, they're frowning or they're pouting. There's a reason why they have that defense wall up. And so, I, to me, it's a challenge to say, okay, let me tear down, let me peel this onion and figure out what's really going on to a point where I can help them. Um, and I don't know, that's just something that I, that I just have a passion about. And it's not for everybody. Everybody's not like that. Some, some, some don't have the patience. Um, but I see me, I see myself, I see myself with a, with an attitude or with a frown or a pouting. So when I see the kid and I look at the kid and I'm like, eh, you don't know who you're dealing with, man. I pouted just like you before, but you know, we'll figure out a way to, to peel, peel that onion and, and, uh, help you respond better, you know? Um, so, but they were all excited. Tell, and, I mean, uh, tell us. My, yeah. Tell John, tell us a little more about just kind of how you got to this place of what motivates you, right? I mean, you you mentioned earlier in the show that you you see yourself in in some of these kids and and that you have that that respect, that credibility with them. What mm-hmm. what have you experienced in your life that just at the, you know, the heart level, the human level that's give brought you to this place to care the way that you do for these young men? Yeah. Well, you know what? There's several, you know, people who take interest in you in life, you know. And when you're at a place where it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like people, you know, they understand you. And you have this uh, gift. You have a, you know, maybe even an anointing over your life. And you're young and you don't know what God is doing, but nobody's directing you. And and you're, you got this anointing, you know, there's something in you, you know, there's something that, that you have it that's special, but that, that energy or whatever it is, 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 is causing you to act out and you don't know what it is. Well, it, it can clearly be this gift that God has given you to use. Um, and nobody's directing it. And I've had over my life, people to come in and help direct the gift, direct this energy, direct this, this personality direct whatever enthusiasm I had or, or pursuit and say, no, kind of direct it a little bit and, and, and not, you know, people not just look down on the gift and just say, no, this, this person has something special about them. Even though they're acting in a, in a negative way, at least they're acting, they're acting. That means there's something there. We just have to direct the, the actions. And uh, the, the many people that have kind of come in my life, it's kind of helped me and molded me and shaped me. And, hey, I can tell you, what about this? What about our trip to Brazil, bro? Let me tell you something. That was a special moment, and I share that. Mm. So going to Brazil, we went on a missions trip, and I remember, and I'm not sure if you remember, but I remember uh, sharing our faith with 
people in different villages and we played in front of the professional teams and and so we did that right and here's the the, the thing i realized that when i was in brazil after a lot of people you know at the, at the, at the college they shared their faith and it, it it for most of them the community in which we were speaking to did not it wasn't as relate it didn't relate as well but when I had an opportunity to share, which I said, I don't, what do I have to offer, man? I don't know the Bible like all these other people. But what I did have to offer was that I was, I came from the same place that they came. And so when I saw these people that looked like me, even though they spoke a different language in Brazil, I saw kids with no shoes on, just hungry to play basketball on the court with no shoes on. And you remember that, man. We were mm-hmm. out there, the kids didn't have, and so when I saw that, and, and I remember sharing, uh, you know, my faith, and I was trying to follow this outline of how you're supposed to share your faith. Remember, we went, we had to take those Bible classes to how do we share our faith, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to go through this outline in my mind of how to share my faith. Okay, first I do this, first I, step one, step two, step three, I don't know, it was like 20-something years ago, so far I got. But I remember there was this outline of what you're supposed to do to share your faith. And then eventually... It was just what I wasn't comfortable. So I was just authentic, and I spoke about the gospel and what God was doing in my life, and it related to what those kids were going through. And I remember the, the, the feedback that I got from those kids, and, and that was actually a moment as well where I said, man, I'm, I, I can minister. Like, I have, I have a—there's a ministry for me. You know, there, I have a voice to speak to somebody. It's, it, you know, I don't have to speak like maybe a conservative— uh, you know, Bible, uh, you know, this, this conservative Christian church, maybe that's, that's not the, the way God wants me to minister. You know, he wants me to minister in a certain way. I'm from the inner city. So I gotta, you know, without sin, I gotta speak like I'm from the inner city, you know, when I share the gospel and then they can hear me because I sound like them and I look like them. And I think, uh, once I saw that, and I think that's what God showed me when he, Remember, I was going over there to go play professionally. Oh, I'm going to play pro. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I was trying to sneak over to play pro ball by going on a missions trip. You know, you know, I'll go on the missions trip, get it all paid for to sneak over until I can play pro ball. And it ended up God showing me a whole. Uh, he showed me, you know, he isolated me. You guys left. Remember the the mission team left, and I was standing there with Rosario mm-hmm. Sordes, and I know the Sordes family is up there in that area yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, but I stayed with Rosario and Susan, and we were uh, we were trying to. Uh, uh, I was trying to get on the team, and, and and what's crazy is they were the only ones that spoke English to me, and so I was isolated for weeks, and that's when God truly. I mean, he was it was deep worship and deep uh uh study you know i've never studied like that before because i had nothing else to do but a bible and <laughs> i never studied as much because i didn't I, that's all i had all the magazines were in portuguese i couldn't read them so uh it was interesting he isolated me and then once that isolation happened i came back and and then i think that that even changed my life further you know everybody asked me well you got saved there like no nah, i just think god he, he uh you know he, he helped me grow there wow. uh, to another level. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't know if I told you that, man. Man, that's that, dude, thanks for sharing that, man. That's that's yeah. That I love hearing that. Can you can you hang out with us for a few more minutes, John? Are you good? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha.
Really glad that you're tuning in today. We've just had an absolutely phenomenal show. We've had my friend John Mosley, Coach John from East L.A. College, the featured coach on Netflix's upcoming docuseries, Last Chance You, which has been one of their most popular series. It's going to be an eight-episode run here starting March 10th. Uh, we've had John just sharing some amazing, profound thoughts about uh, coming alongside young men in the inner city and just how, what does it mean to be a principled person and walk out your character and your faith? And uh, John, I can't wait for this to come out, man. Looking forward to it. I, the question I have is what does it take, take our listeners inside East LA college? What's, what is East LA college like? Well, you know what? It's actually the largest community college in California, man. Go figure. It's about 30, uh, 10 minutes right outside of downtown, east of downtown L.A., about 30,000 students. I believe, yeah, largest in California, one of the largest in the, uh, in, in the country. And we sit in a district that is the largest in the country, in L.A. Community College District. So, uh, we have that, and, and predominantly the uh, uh, Latinx popula- population on our campus. Uh, so even even so, we have a small portion of African American young men that are on our or African American students, but African American men even a smaller uh, piece on our campus at uh, East LA College. Uh, most of them being the athletes. So. Uh, very scarce time for our African-American males in the inner city because of ath- athletics is so important for them. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a actually a great campus. And a lot of people, when I took the job, they said, what are you doing, man? That's it's, it's job suicide. You know, why are you taking that job and you're a division one coach? What are you doing? And I, and I said, oh, I was a between in between jobs. And I said, I'll just take it. I want to be a head coach. I had been an assistant coach at the Division One and NAI level for years, and I said, well, let me just try being a head coach. You know, I've never been a head coach, and I took it. And all my colleagues, there's no way, and peers was like, no way, dude, you take that job and you're going to commit, you know, career suicide. Uh, but I took it, and God had other plans. And we grew that thing, man. Um, and I think the biggest thing was, was just caring about the students and the kids, and, and that that's what – that's what made it, I believe that's what made it grow, you know, and, and God had his, his hand on it. And I tell everybody that come in, if I, if I continue to be obedient, then, then God's favor will be over our program. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of what you believe, his, his favor is still going to cover our program. As long as I'm obedient, me, me, being a, me being the leader of the program, that even those who are under me who don't believe that, that his favor will still rest on them if they don't, if they don't fight it, you know. So, and, and that's, you know, been proven true as our kids are transferring and moving on to graduating. Uh, GPA is one of the highest on our campus, uh, over a 3.0. Uh, and it's all just the values of, you know, we like to say winning is essential. You know, it's just like, we're just going to win at everything. You're going to win at, you know, I don't care what it is. You're going to win. You're going to win. If you got to stand in line to get financial aid, if you got to stand in line to get your books at the bookstore, if you got to stand in line at the snack bar and you don't want to wait, you know, you're going to win. You're going to win by getting on, getting to practice on time. You're going to win, uh, you know, this attitude problem you have. You're going to win. And, and so we just – a lot of people say, don't focus on winning. Just focus on – nah, man. <laughs> winning is the actual result. We're going to focus – you're going to win. Mm. 
And we put all these small wins together, and it, and then we have this, you know, at the end, that the grand finale is winning by graduating and winning by, uh, you know, getting that college scholarship to transfer out. And, uh, and then when that happens, man, that's it. And they're their own. I, I mean, I literally watched about six or seven guys play on television. First time I was able to do it because normally, you know, before the pandemic, I would just – I would be so – uh, in, you know, so involved with my season and my guys and don't have time to watch. But, man, I've had time to watch. I'm watching ESPN. I'm watching about six or seven guys playing Division One and, you know, Division Two. And now every league has got a, you know, they got an app for their league, whether it's Division Two, NAI, whatever it is. So I'm watching all my guys, and, you know, I literally almost well up with tears a little bit. Like, man, I just remember this kid a year or two ago. And I just said, there's no way this kid is getting out of here. And then I'm watching him on TV and he's having not only just on the, the scholarship, he's having success. And you can see some of the principles we tried to instill. You can see him right there on TV. And I just, you know, I say, I don't need a T-shirt. I don't need – don't send me a, any T-shirt with your college on. Don't send me anything. I just want you to go there, perform, and get your degree. And and that's very fulfilling. You know, and I just thank God he gives me that opportunity to – to be a part of that. Yeah. John, you're you're an inspiration, man. Seriously. I mean, I'm just inspired listening to you. Really appreciate you. Grateful for you. The the big question, last question is when San Diego mm-hmm. State or, you know, Cal State Long Beach after the series airs and they call you and they say, mm-hmm. "Hey man, you want we want you to be our head coach." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm I I think I'm done chasing it. I think I think God has let me see uh, enough glimpse to see that 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 might not be the calling. I don't know. He'll he'll do because that's that's another level in terms of business. Do I feel confident that I can go into a program and help change it and and help help win? Um, you know, that's kind of what it's about at that level. You have to win um, because it's about winning, so that you can market the, the campus, so that you can get television contracts, so that you know all those things come into play. Um, to build enrollment for the campus is a business decision. Here at the, the community college, uh, they care, but they don't care. So, like, they, it, it's not like they care about us winning here in California. They do, um, but for the most part, it's really uh, academic-driven across the state of California, and that's why we don't – it's great that we can show uh, showcase what's going on through uh, Last Chance You. We really can showcase that, hey – you know, we're not stepchildren, is, which is how we've been treated. You know, um, we have lives, too, and our lives are just important as that Division One player that's that's playing on whatever channel, you know, yeah. ESPN or NBC or whatever. Our, our kids' lives are just important, just as much as at stake at, you know, at our level as it is at the next level, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and, and so, for me, I found passion in doing that, and I'm enjoying that, and... Uh, you know, I, uh, the, one of the craziest stories, and I share with it, man, I'd never forget I was at the Division One level, and I came home with my bags, and my daughter was six at the time. She said, Dad, you're staying at our house tonight. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, mm. my, my heart just cracked because I've been traveling so much, recruiting and all that, and it just was like, you know what, if I get an opportunity to coach at a competitive level um, and, we'll, we'll, you know, have success and, you know, teaching coach, then I'll be happy with that at the college level. And so this came about, and, and this is working right now. 
Um, I, I think there there'll be a lot of questions if one of those schools came and asked me a lot of things. How a lot of things have to have to be perfect. No, I, I could care less about being a Division One coach or being the. I could care less about that. A lot of people wonder, would he move up? Would he? It has to be the right situation where where I can really minister and and feel the impact. Okay, can I be on? You know, if, if I'm on a big stage, if I'm on a bigger stage, that where it's a platform where where I can share Christ. You know, and that's that's really what it's all about. Can I be somewhere where God gets glory? And that, that's the question I have to ask. Mm. Our guest today has been Coach John Mosley. He's the coach of Netflix's upcoming docuseries, Last Chance You, which drops March 10th. You are not going to want to miss this. Um, as If you've been on the interview, you know John is a he's a class act, man of character and principle, faith, and I cannot wait for this to, to drop and watch it, John. Man, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Really appreciate your time. Say thanks to your yeah. family for taking the time to be with us and give us the first interview with uh, the 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 next star of last chance you <laughs> oh my gosh you got it man hey i hope i don't disappoint you you, you gassing me up man oh, like i'm this great guy we'll see <laughs> no man really appreciate you man thanks for taking the time thanks for being with us okay all right Gatos. we'll talk soon man yep bye this is tim gatos we've been on with coach john mosley he is the coach of the netflix's upcoming series last chance you you're not going to want to miss it um, we've had just an absolutely fantastic time just hearing his heart and his passion for mentoring um, inner city young men. And man, we I wish we had a lot more people like Coach John in our world today. We need more people like that who are just so intent. He's very intentional, very intentional on serving and using the gifts that he's been given to serve other people. And my goodness, in a society where today we're always focused on, you know, ourselves, we have a very individualistic mindset and we need more and more people who really look out for others and the gifts that we have to be able to reach out and serve others. We've had a great show. I, I'm just so encouraged and enthused by the show today, the time we had with Coach John Mosley, dear friend of mine who is the feature, featured coach on the upcoming Netflix series. Oh, my goodness. What a what a great time that was. Last Chance You is coming on March 10th. Uh, Last Chance You is a football docuseries that now is transitioning to basketball. And John is a coach down at East L.A. and just has a heart for young men coming around coming around them, encouraging them, mentoring them. And we just heard his heart of why he does what he does. And I really want to encourage you to put that on your calendar. Last chance you on March 10th, it starts on Netflix. And I think you're going to be super encouraged by the type of men that we have in our society today. John is a um, he's a role model. He's an inspiration and uh, was just really encouraged by, you know, the motivation, the things that inspire him and, and why he does what he does. We even got to the heart of the motivation and how, why he's doing what he does now and the impacts that people have made on him over the years and now the impacts that he wants to make on others. And I think that's so important for us. You know, a lot of times we can be 
so myopic in how we look at things and we see just the things that are right in front of us and we can get so frustrated and discouraged by things not going our way and and we you know the old phrase we become navel gazers right we just look at our navels and we don't see the grander picture that's out there the things that are before us and that there's people right in front of us that are put into our path that we can come alongside and that we've been given gifts and talents and abilities. A lot of times we think, man, I I don't think I can really impact someone. And I don't really know if that's what I'm supposed to do, but no, that (laughs) we're not. We, We specifically have been given gifts and talents so that we can impact others around us, encourage others. And I know for my own self, you know, that has been the times in my own life that have really blown wind into my sails, filled my lungs when I've had someone specifically intentionally come alongside me and say, man, this is, this is what I see. These are the strengths. These are the things I see you can work on. And I want to, I want to help you with that. Those are the most powerful moments in our life. And we saw that from John Mosley today, how he does that. And I just want to just encourage all of us with that. Let's look for those opportunities. Let's look for those opportunities of the people who are in front of our path to be able to come alongside them. And I promise you there's going to be somebody tomorrow or the next day who's going to intentionally come along your path that you're going to have an opportunity to encourage and to put wind into their sails, blow air into their lungs at the right moment, at the right time, right? Because we need that. And I, again, I think of times I've just been so discouraged and it's like, man, this day is the worst. And it's amazing what one word of encouragement can do, right? Man, when someone comes alongside of you and gives you that word of encouragement, it's like, oh, you can live on that for a day, two days, right? A week. I mean, that that's how much... Those kind of things matter when we come alongside someone. So I want to encourage you today to think about that. Give somebody that word of encouragement. Fill their fill their sails today. I mean, we need that in today's world, don't we? When so there's just so much out there that's vicious and ugly and, and typically we tear down more than we build up. And my goodness, we need to be people who build up and not tear down. I mean, I don't know who said it, but it was said that for every 10 words of encouragement, that one word of discouragement can just kind of tear all that down. And so that just means we need to encourage that much more, encourage that much more. So let's, let's be those people. Let's be that kind of society. Let's be that community. Let's be that region that can do that. So who is it today for you? Who's the, who's the person in your life who you want to encourage today? Give those words of encouragement. So what a great day we've had. 